Friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we flip them around and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Situations? Situations, yeah. Uh, Yeah, simply put, we are a sex and dating advice podcast where we find questions either online or from our lovely listeners and we answer them for you. Um, I was about to sing, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas again. And then I realized that I did that last week. Did you? I'm pretty sure. Because then you were like, oh, it's a good segue. And then we went into the Hallmark thing. Ah. Anyway, nothing's better like an introduction to a podcast where you reference the introduction to the podcast last week. Badly, apparently, too. I can't remember it. Uh, should we just jump in? I feel like we should because we, we've we been on a roll where we haven't answered a whole lot of questions recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that it's a bad thing. We've We've had some pretty good chats about the questions. But I feel like we should just like... Let's just do another like rapid fire. Remember we did that a while back? Buckle in, bud. All right, I'm buckled. This is by Miss Leia Orfanella. Ladies, is it okay to celebrate abuser's death? Is it okay mm. to burn his photo as my bestie wants to do? Would you help and support her? Oh boy. Um I, I don't I'm not gonna like go into the, the varying degrees of like what abuse I think would warrant this. Um, because I think that's a that's a personal thing. Burning a photo, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. That is a, a means of catharsis that a lot of people have taken part of for centuries. Um, and fire is like, you know, metaphorically a cleansing. Purifier. Uh, yeah. So I don't think that's a problem. I think you could get into some bad spiritual mojo about celebrating someone's death. And that's not to say that like this guy didn't deserve it or whatever. I think that there is something that can happen to you specifically. If you revel in the pain of others, even if you think they deserve it, I think it's a much stronger position to let this be a moment of closure for you and do what you need to do to move on. I'm sorry. Are you saying that they're going to like, are you getting all like, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know. You're, you're like saying that they're going to be visited by bad spiritual energy. Are you worried they're well, going to next the moon? No, I'm worried that like that kind of negativity that you can bring, like it's a quick step to fucking with your mindset. You know what I mean? And like, I know I'm sounding kind of new agey here, but bit. I think that I think it's important to like, if, if you say like every time, I don't know, every time you submitted a novel and you got a rejection letter, if that made you more bitter and proceeded to, you know, make you hate writing more or, you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to sort of using it to fuel your ambition, you use it to sort of like embitter yourself. Mm -hmm. I think you run the same risk where if you start reveling in misery of people that you think deserve it, I think that could put you in a really, really shitty headspace. Yeah. And again, I think there's, there's a difference between like if every time anything bad happened to someone, you were happy about it versus if someone who presumably has, you know, I'm not saying they deserve to die or whatever, but like you can still be happy to be rid of them. You know, it's not like you killed them, presumably. Um, and I feel like what I would say is that like, yeah, celebrate his death if you want. You know what I mean? Like, but do it privately. Do it like the two of you guys light it on fire, have a drink, hug your friend, be there for her. 
don't post about it on Facebook. Don't be like, glad this fucker's dead. Like, don't make it public. Don't draw other people in because, you know, I doubt you, you know, because you're going to have to air your abuse and then you're going to come up against people who I think no matter what you say about someone are going to be like, hey, fuck you. That's my husband, son, uncle, brother, you know. Yeah. Um, who no matter what are never going to be swayed, especially not by a Facebook post they see when they're grieving. If if you, some, someone's been hurt by someone and they're gone, you can burn the photo and have a drink and, you know, keep it private, but like maybe have it as a healing moment. I don't, I just think you cannot make that a public thing because you're just going to like irk people or sorry, enrage them at their most kind of volatile. Yeah, I agree with what you said. I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with using this as a moment to heal. What I'm worried about is if if it's a celebration of this guy's death, as in like a literal, haha, he's dead. Thank God, we, you know, he's gone. He suffered, blah blah blah. And that's a like you've used that as a moment to like get closure, and that's the way you get closure. It might fuck with your perspective on how to get closure in future situations. If that makes sense. Okay. All right. But do you, do you know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't know. For me, my mind never even went to that point. Like. Because some people, if they've done something terrible enough, I don't necessarily even think it's wrong to be like, good, I'm glad he's dead. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, if they feel that way, I think that's fine. Again, in the situation where they've done something terrible, which it sounds like it is. So, like, fuck it. I think it's from the position of a friend. So it's like, yeah, help and support them and maybe take your advice in and, like, try to make sure that they are processing that in a more positive way and not using it to become more negative or vindictive or, you know. So yes, I think like, absolutely. yeah, I think a good amalgamation of both is like, by all means, support them. And this could be a good moment. Keep it private and make sure as Dane's concerned about like that it is moving in a positive light and not just like a descent into more bitterness or like vindictiveness. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you can focus on like, make this more about the healing and, and moving on and the closure part of things, as opposed to the, 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 the dude's death. Mm hmm. Because the whole point of healing isn't about focusing on the path. It's about moving forward. That's the key here. Mm -hmm. This one comes from Reddit user Francesca8899. 21 and I don't drink. So I've never really been attracted to alcohol. It's not an alien concept to me, but I personally don't want to do it. However, the backlash I face is really hard to deal with. It's like people meet me and at first they think I'm this fun and outgoing person. But the moment they find out I don't drink, they start to act like I'm defective and conservative. They wince at the idea of drinking around me while I'm perfectly okay with it. Hell, I'll even take care of you when you're drunk uh, and even sober drive you home. I'm not gentlemental at all. And I try my best not, er, to portray that. Uh, the first thing guys ask me when they ask me on date is go for a couple drinks. And when I say no, they either turn into a hookup or don't want to go out with me at all. It's like all people do around me is come over for pre-drinks. Let's do drinks at the club. Or I've even asked, if you don't drink, what do you do? How do I overcome all this? It really shakes up my confidence to see people's reactions. I also struggle to make friends because I often get excluded from events because they are all about alcohol. Or I just don't want to go because I sit there sipping a soda and get dirty looks for it. Am I doing something wrong? Should I start drinking? Well, if you don't want to drink, don't drink. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, let's let's put nip that one in the bud. I assume if you wanted to drink, you would have by now. So no, do not start. That's a terrible reason to. Um, there's a lot of different parts. So I'm going to try to remember what they all were and answer them completely out of order. Uh, I would worry that she isn't as good around drinking as she says she is because I know people that don't drink and they're not, not invited to things because they don't drink because 
it's not a big deal and no one cares. So either her friends are shit or she's a little bit weirder about drinking than she makes it out to be. And I yeah. think that maybe there's a hint of that by, or I don't want to go because I just sit there drinking sodas and getting dirty looks. And I wonder how much of that is her feeling excluded because she's drinking sodas or if her friends are again, so shit that the dirty looks are this kind of like driving force to, to keep her at home. There's a lot to unpack here, but I think one thing that stuck out to me that I want to get out before I forget about it is like, if you're talking to a guy and he's like, Oh, I want to go for a few drinks. And you say, no, like, don't just say no, suggest something else. If, if the like problem is that they don't know where to take you afterwards, then you take the fucking initiative and you suggest somewhere like it's, you know, something you've been dealing with for a long time, I'm sure. So it's like, you have an idea where's a good date. So suggest that instead of leaving the ball in their court, because I get it. Like drinks are a really good first date because they're freeing in a certain sense because people loosen up after like, you know, a drink. Uh, They're not expensive and a weird commitment. Uh, They're very social, unlike say the movies. Um, Like they're a really good midpoint. Like I've been on coffee dates and they suck because it's like you have a coffee and if it is going well, they're like, damn it. Do I have a second coffee? Like what next? Yeah, it's and like I picked this question because I didn't drink until much later in my life. Um, And I know firsthand how this person feels because like on the flip side of what you said, where it's like, you know, people who don't drink and like, they still get invited to shit. It's like, I remember when I was in high school, I was at a party and no one gave a shit because I, I had a, you know, a red solo cup. It was just like Sprite or Coke or whatever inside of it, but no one knew I wasn't drinking. But the second people found out I wasn't drinking, it was like, I had like, you know, done a nineties comedy, like er, scratch the record at the party and put on, you know, some terrible fucking polka music. Like everyone got real weird with me after the fact, even though everyone was cool with it, until they knew it was in my cup. Yeah. So there are like, there are people like that and that sucks. And that tends to be like people who are really insecure with their relationship with alcohol mm-hmm. um, or any sort of substance really. So I think maybe you need to like reevaluate who you're hanging out with, because if your friends don't want to spend time with you because you're not drinking, then perhaps they're not the best friends. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't think it's that difficult to find people who aren't, so 100% booze focused, like even our group, like despite the fact that most of us are bartenders and most of us are, you know, beer or spirits focused, like we all love good beer. We all love good drinks. I believe the word you're looking for is a connoisseurs. Con- connoisseur. <laughs> I also wouldn't say that like most of our day, like nights out could be done sober. Yeah, pretty much. And like, even for, for like Pathfinder, you know, like we meet up every Monday and we play, uh, uh, like it's basically D and D. And uh, half the time, I'm most at least half the people aren't drinking, you know, it's yeah. rare. We all are. And uh, even when it is, it's like maybe three or four beers, you know, nothing dramatic. And considering we play for like six or seven hours, um, they're all pretty, you know, chill. So, yeah, you'll definitely, I think, be able to find like there's people that take alcohol really seriously. And I come from Ireland, so I know this. Um, and some people, yeah, like. They, they just can't stand to be around someone sober. And I think it's because it makes them think about how they're acting because you're not drunk in, in your eyes. They have to then consider how they're acting. And I think that puts them outside of themselves. And all of a sudden this like weird freeing, like shame free thing that they're doing, they actually have to think about how they're acting, which kind of the point wasn't there, or they realize that they're doing dumb shit. Um, yeah. So like what Dane said, it, it kind of gets the self-conscious people 
Um, but you can find people where alcohol isn't kind of the be all and end all like that. You know, if you're in university, yeah, I assume most of the people are like pre-drinks and then out mm-hmm. and great. My, my, you know, life hack was when I would go to a party, if someone was like, oh, hey, you want a drink? Like, can I get you a drink? I'd be like, oh, no, it's cool. I got my own. I would never say I'm not drinking. Yeah. And it's not that like I was lying or anything. I was just like, it's just something that's very easily like once you don't make it a thing, no one really gives a shit. Because if you've got it, like I said, like if you've got a cup and someone's like, do you need a shot or something? You're like, no, I'm good. I got a drink. That's all you need to say. You don't have to be like, oh, no, thank you. I don't drink mm-hmm. because you're you're opening the door. And while I think, you know, there is something to be said about like not having to hide who you are, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you know, it's a problem. You know, it like triggers people for whatever reason. So just don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to change. You're still the same person. They're still the same people. You just don't have to deal with like the weird social awkwardness of not drinking. You literally just as long as you have a drink in your hand, just be like, yeah, oh, no, it's good. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I got one. Thank if you. Someone's like, hey, do a shot. You can just be like, I don't do shots. You know, uh, like specifically, I do not as someone who drinks like it, it takes some arm twisting for me to do a shot with people. Mm hmm. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because shots arguably are just there to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, I do definitely do shots by the way. I, I mean, I say that, but it's like from doing shots. Oh yeah. I specifically make you do shots, Dane. <laughs> the thing, yeah, it's like, I go with the intention of not doing shots. And then the next thing you know, it's like a shot appears. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do this one. And yeah. then it's but just fucking bad, bad news. Still though. I feel like it, you're pretty good at it. Um, but on, on one hand, I think a lot of why people might get weird about you not drinking is like, there's almost a presumed reason in most media. When you see someone not drinking, it's for a very specific reason. You know what I mean? So like, if you're dealing with, uh, like addiction or whatever, and all of a sudden, like you're then kind of either forced to explain like, oh, I don't drink because of X, Y, or Z, which is an awkward, weird conversation to just kind of like throw out there or you don't say anything and then they're like oh damn did she have like a really bad experience with alcohol or like is it a religious thing or you know and then that curiosity mixed with the fact that they're often like really personal uh subjects means that they can't ask you and then they don't know if it's offensive to drink around you like is it a temptation is it like are you looking down on them because you find it religiously reprehensible or you know whatever so there's so much room for kind of like misapprehensions there which either you explain every fucking time you talk to someone, which is never going to happen or they're left being like, Ooh, should we invite her? Is it bad? You know? So yeah, I think that's just something to consider as well. Like not everybody who's weird about it. They might be trying to be nice. They might be like, I don't want to offend her, you know? So yeah. Or they might think you're pregnant and they're like, well, I was going to say that's like the, you know, the sitcom reason is always, Oh, that character casually declining. A drink at the beginning of the episode? Guess who's pregnant at the end of it? Oh, that growing up in Ireland, everyone's like, if you decline to drink, they're like, she's fucking pregnant. But yeah, so just, I guess, I think very specifically with regard to dates, it's on you then to suggest an alternate place. You know what I mean? Don't let this be a problem because you can fix it quite easily. And no one's be pissed off that you're like, oh, I've got an idea. It takes the like weight off them. So just being like, no drinks and like dead face staring at them until they come up with something. I don't think that's a good approach also like don't feel like you can if you really want to like bring it up like you can also be like yeah i have no problem like meeting for drinks just so you know i don't actually drink but like i don't mind going and have a club suitable you have a like a pint and chatting over drinks like that's not a problem for me Mm -hmm. like when i used to not 
drink i would i would 100 percent just like meet people for drinks and then order a non-alcoholic drink mm-hmm. or find a place that has you know like good apps or good desserts and be like how about this we go you can have a drink but i'm gonna have this dessert and like then it won't yep. seem like they're putting you out you know what i mean because i'm sure they don't want to just be there like having you awkwardly sip a club soda while they drink because yeah. to a lot of people that would sound like torture um, so if <laughs> yeah. you give them like a positive and again for yourself too if you find the place you're happy to go to because there's another reason like maybe oh this place is a video game bar i don't mind playing these games with you and you can have a drink or they do yeah. good dessert or it's free popcorn or whatever find yeah, a place that has like cool live music or something like exactly right then they won't be as weird and again if they're still weird it's probably an indication you don't want to date them and if they chill out, then they probably were just concerned that you wouldn't be having a good time, which, again, that's fair and nice. Yeah. Two two of the places I used to go when I didn't drink was there was a place that used to do really, really good desserts. I mean, they still do, I think. I'm pretty sure they're still open. And we would go for cake uh, because, you know, awesome. I, we've talked about this a bunch of times. And two, there was a place that did live music every night in Toronto. And I would go there and be like, hey, let's go watch some live music. Yeah. And when you're like kind of standing and watching something, people are less focused on what you're doing. So if like, if you go up and what I used to do was, um, and it's a little easier, I guess, as a dude, um, I'd be like, Hey, what do you want to drink? They would tell me, I would go to the bar and be like, Hey, can I get a whatever? And then can I also get, you know, a rocks class with Coke in it? And if you go back with the drink, no one's going to like sniff and be like, wait a minute, there's no alcohol in here. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, that was my tactic. Just be like, I would just sip what looked like, you know, a Ryan Coke or whatever. And they would drink whatever they were drinking and no one gave a shit. Yeah. Also, maybe find a place that does good non-alcoholic cocktails. Because some places actually have like legitimate menus for that shit. Also, these days there's the, uh, like there's actually bottles of non-alcoholic spirits you can buy, which I haven't tried, but they sound kind of interesting for non-drinkers. So yeah. I mean, even non-alcoholic beer has actually gotten fairly decent yeah a lot of craft yeah, I, places now do their own version so maybe yeah. fucking hit up a brewery if they're into beer and you can try some non-alcoholic shit you know what do you what do you feel in dane you know you know what i'm feeling and i want you to do it right now Ooh, okay this is by throwaway i don't know 7293 my 18 year old female stepmom keeps telling me intimate details about her and my father's sex life <laughs> The title, that's all, don't want to be too graphic in my description, but she tells me really intimate things and it's disgusting. For example, your dad's been begging me for anal and I finally let him. Insert even worse (laughs) details here. I don't, this is all capitals. I don't need to know that. I don't want to know that. Ew. And yes, I tried telling her, but she won't shut up about it. I literally made gagging noises while she was telling me, but she won't take the hint to shut up. She always does this, but really got out of hand since I got back home. She seriously has a problem. Once we were at a family dinner and her whole, with her whole family, I was putting the dish in the kitchen and she happened to be there and she randomly, like out of nowhere, told me something disgusting like that. I, okay. Yes, this is absolutely a, a crossing of the line. Chances are a stepmom, she's trying to relate to you and she's just doing a really fucking bad job. Honestly, I don't think she is because it's such a bad job. I disagree. <laughs> I feel like she's trying to get, you know, the way it's the, the old classic movie where it's like, the teens try to get rid of the mom's new interest or the dad's new interest or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. She's doing the opposite. She's trying to get rid of the kids. It's reverse parent trap. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'd like, uh, again, I guess like, I'd really like to know if there's an age different. Like I'd like to know if she's significantly younger than the father. 
I would assume you know what I mean? so. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm assuming that like the stepmom is probably closer to the daughter's age than the dad's age, maybe. Let's say the stepmom's 21. What if she mm-hmm. literally just thinks they're friends and you know the way friends like talk about their relationships and she just doesn't get it? That, well, that's what I mean. I like I think that is a very viable reason. It's like and it's sort of like a panic default to be like, I need to connect with my this this teenager and i don't know what tiktok is so here's you know this here's my anal adventures with your dad like you definitely need to sit down and just be like you really need to lay it down and be like this is really really upsetting it's causing mental distress for me please stop because i think a lot of people approach these situations with a little bit of comedy like if you were like gagging that could be you know i mean like i've heard women at the bar tell a story about sex and then being like, uh, uh, but also be laughing. Yeah. Maybe they think you're like gagging with them, not gagging at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did delve into the comments. She is 48 back to the drawing okay. board. Yep. No. Okay. We fucked that one up. Well, now it's the opposite, but the same. So she's so out of touch. She thinks this is how you hang with the teens. Right. She yeah. probably doesn't I even mean, know like... what anal is. <laughs> she thinks it's some sort of app. Yeah, she saw it on an episode of Family Guy, and she's like, this is what them teens like. Oh my because god, why is she actually... is a brand new invention. What if it's actually, like, she thinks it's an app? <laughs> it's like a, she thinks it's like a food delivery service. Yeah. Oh my god, or she's mispronouncing something. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, this is the kind of situation where dancing around the subject isn't, like, fuck it, don't, don't gag and help her to get the hint. Literally say, hey... That I really don't want to hear this. Uh, we need to have a barrier, and the barrier is talking about your sex life with my dad. I feel like that's pretty appropriate. And if or it- alternatively, go to your dad because I'm pretty sure he does not want you to know any of this. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's step two because if yeah. you talk to her and she's like, "Fuck it," uh, he also rimmed me. You need to just be like, <laughs> "All right, I'm gonna go talk to Bernard." And then be like, yo, Bernard. And he's like, whoa, you never call me by my first name unless I'm in trouble. And she's like, yeah, you are in trouble. And he's probably going to die on the spot when you tell him this. Oh, fuck. That's the whole plan, wasn't it? Kill the dad, get the inheritance. Mm, she got you. She, she fucking played us like a fiddle. She knew when he hears his daughter repeat the words, Sharon rimmed you, it's just going <laughs> to fully murder him. He'll just crawl inside. Like, he'll just put his hands into his mouth and then just keep crawling into his own mouth mm-hmm. until he disappears. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I do think you do have to tell the dad then afterwards because like I doubt he fucking wants that. And then let him talk to her. And then if she still continues, both of you tell her to get the fuck out. Yeah. I I mean like alternatively what you should do is like start a Twitter account of like, you know, shit my stepmom says. Ooh. Or just send them to us. We'll fucking retweet it. <laughs> yeah, happily. That could be our um, new thing. Would be stuff my stepmom says Saturdays. <laughs> yeah you need to you need to set her down and just like again no sort of like giggly girl talk this is sort of like you gotta put your big girl pants on and sit her down and be like this is crossing the line it needs to stop and uh, you know if she doesn't it's it's dad time this comes from reddit user love each day no. does sex with a condom really suck my boyfriend refuses to wear a condom because he says that he can't come with it on. Dump but the him. problem is that I'm not on birth control and he's not even good at pulling out. <laughs> I took plan B three times in the last few days. Is taking plan B too often dangerous? 
As for condoms, I've never been with anyone else. So like, I don't know if he's being serious or not, uh, if that's actually the case for him. I always grew up thinking you could only take plan B like five times in your life, like max. Like there was a there was a ceiling on it. Like the more you took it, the more chance you had of permanently hurting yourself. Uh, but I did just look it up and apparently it's fine. Oh, I didn't know that. I actually thought it was, I thought it was, was different. No, it, it seems to be that it is not technically uh, har- medically harmful to take it as many times as you want. Uh, on the flip side, I still don't think that's a good plan because it is expensive, firstly. And secondly, it's like quite often it can have pretty bad, like not serious or long lasting things, but it can induce like nausea and just making you feel like crap for however long after you've taken it. So not a good plan. It is emergency contraception and should be used as such. So that's one thing. Yeah, relying on plan B as your plan A is not a good idea. It's also like it's right there in the name. Yeah. <laughs> um. Even if he was good at pulling out, which like the fact that he isn't is just terrible. Like, like this guy is like a family guy character of like bad teen male. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just such a caricature of the genre where it's like oh i can't come with condoms oops i just came inside you lol go get plan b like i bet he doesn't even fucking pay for it it's like no absolutely not 100 percent, he does not so fuck this guy and by that i mean do not fuck this guy yes wearing a condom is going to lessen the the sensation that you feel does it lessen it to a dramatic amount no if it does, he is either getting in his own head about it, using a condom wrong, or using the wrong kind of condom. We've covered this before. Make sure it's the right size. Make sure you are not using too little or too much lubrication. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like If you want to use protection, there is no reason why you should be having sex without it. It's This is like not one of those things where it's, oh, we didn't come to, uh, so I'm going to compromise. No, no. Like what you need to do for a safe sex, whatever that means to you is not a one or the other. You know what I mean? It's either you're doing it or you're not having sex. And that's the way it should be, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to protection or, you know, whatever means you're doing. And the whole concept of like, he's not good at pulling out. The guy doesn't care. Yeah. And that alone should be enough to show you that like, he is prioritizing his sexual pleasure over like you said there's side effects to plan b so he doesn't care that you're gonna feel like shit the next day or because he can't pregnant quite frankly because like again he doesn't give a shit like all these things he's doing it's just like whatever and also it didn't even matter if he was good at pulling out because that's no guarantee either no i mean no it's just once again state the pullout method is not contraception it's wishful thinking yeah you you really really need to like I said, if you want to stay in a relationship with this guy, have a conversation be like, hey, we are not going to have sex. I'm not taking plan B anymore unless it's, uh, like you said, an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have sex with a condom. And if he's like, no, I can't come with it on. It's like, well, then, sorry, then you're also not going to come because we're not going to have sex. Maybe refer him to a doctor. Again, like, do have a look at the condom situation. Make sure he is using it appropriately. The right type, you know, not too much or too little lube, etc. But then if he can't come with a condom on, there's probably something wrong and you should go to a doctor. Like, it's not a natural thing. People... I could almost promise you that they have never had sex with a condom. Oh, yeah. It's bullshit. We all know it's bullshit. But I don't want to be the one guy that completely throws someone's issue out the window in the one time it is. You know, if something is going on, by all means, like, you and him should both want to get to the bottom of it. And if it is bullshit, then he won't care. And it's like, how many times have you come during sex? 
you you didn't mention it, but like let's just let's broach that subject because like if you're not coming, then like then there's, there's there's a whole lot of situation that you need to address in terms of your sexual, uh, you know, relationship. Him not coming because of a condom is nine times out of ten bullshit. I don't know why the whole like sex doesn't feel good without with a condom on like ever really became sort of an acceptable societal norm but it did and it fucking sucks Mm -hmm. it's it's a problem that he is fabricating and can deal with and he's putting he's lying to you effectively to fuck you over that's basically it stick to your guns uh if he is willing to reach your standards which should not be shifted then sure, maybe give them a second chance. If not, fucking throw them away. Yeah, because I promise you there are plenty of dudes who want to have sex and will happily wear a condom in order to do so. Yes, like it's not even a big fucking ask. No, not at all. Uh, This is by Yellow Sticky Note 99. My 45-year-old male wife, 43-year-old female, is upset that I tore my ACL playing a sport I love and plan to play for the next 10 to 15 years. She says I'm being selfish and will be really upset if I continue to play once I am healthy. Uh, I play lacrosse once a week in an over 40s league with a group of guys who become my friends over the years. It's not overly physical, no hard checks, everyone understands we aren't pros, etc. And my injury was a bit of a fluke. Wife and children have been supportive since my surgery, being very helpful, getting things around the house, driving the kids, etc. My wife is making it clear she will be mad at me if I have another debilitating injury like this in the future and I should pick up golf or something safer. I can't predict whether I'll get hurt again playing lacrosse, but I know I don't want to live my life in fear of a potential injury. I'm being selfish and should I change my goals slash pick a new passion? Is my wife being unreasonable and not loving me for who I am when she knows how much joy I get out of playing this sport? This is a tough one because I I see both sides of it. Um, I don't think it is fair to ask someone like, you know, like if if this was a car accident, if he got T-boned because someone ran a red, would she be like, you're never allowed to drive ever again? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if he was doing something fucking stupid, if he was like, I'm going to get on a snowmobile and do, or like a motorbike and do jumps in the fucking, you know, boonies somewhere Mm -hmm. and hurt himself because he was being a dumbass, then like, yeah, I could get it. I could get her being like, Hey, I don't want you doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing something that is one great for your mental health and two at that age, great for your physical health, like lacrosse is not an easy sport. You're running around, you're constantly moving. It is pretty much, you know, running hockey. Yeah, and it's great cardio. It's great full body workout. It's a community, and it's a sort of you know teamwork thing. Like all those things are really really important, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. And it's a social circle too. Yeah. So to to ask someone to give up um, a hobby, a means of physical and mental health, a social circle, like that's a lot to give up because of an accident. I. Completely agree. Like, you can understand that I'm sure it comes from concern for him and the family and probably a little bit of being pissed that she has to do everything right now while he's, you know, out of uh, commission, all of which are totally reasonable. I really don't think it's fair to be like, I will be angry if uh, you get injured again, especially when like injuries can happen for anything. Like, legitimately, I fucked my back up the other day getting out of bed. <laughs> I'd like it really hurt. <laughs> It's still yeah. got a sore. And it's like, if someone was like, I'm going to fucking hate you if, if if you go over on your ankle or like slip in the snow or, you know, because it can happen from anything really. And again, like once you're not being 
once you're not being unreasonably unsafe, you should be allowed to do something that is reasonably safe, which yeah. sounds like this is. And also, as you said, the the irony is that this is giving him so many more health benefits that taking it away is probably going to lead to a lot more problems. That's the thing. It's like with, and I get it, like an ACL injury is a, a, an easy repeat injury. Mm-hmm. Like once you tear it, it is pretty easy to do it again. Um, cause it's a, it's a delicate, it's a delicate injury. I get it. But at the same time, it's like golf and that kind of stuff. While yes, it takes, you know, some sort of athleticism. It's not cardio focused. You literally don't even walk. You just drive from thing to thing, it's swing a reason, club and move on. It's a reason like Trump can do it. You know, <laughs> like name one other fucking sport he can do. Oh, yeah. Wait. He so, can't even bowl because he can't fit his fingers in the fucking. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's, yeah, I, I think what you're asking him to do is like, if he moves to a safer sport, I don't know what that is. Again, like unless you're doing things that aren't, athletic which it seems to be counterintuitive to what he's trying to do like even if you picked up bowling like you can still fuck yourself up bowling mm-hmm. i you know what? i will actually tell you this pretty much every time i've ever gone bowling i've hurt myself <laughs> also like sports aren't sports you know what i mean not every sport is the same it's not just like he needed to take a box called sports like lacrosse is wildly different to basketball is wildly different to you know soccer which is why people have sports they like you know what i mean you yeah just i mean like, like oh you're into mma do golf now and the other thing is, like, he could have torn his ACL, like, jogging, mm-hmm. which is arguably one of, the, like, the most fundamental, you know, forms of exercise because we're all capable of doing it. Well, I don't want to seem ableist, but, like, you know, if you're if you're able to walk, you could run, mm-hmm. um, presumably. Well, um, again, I'm, I feel not, like I'm, I, that's just not right. But OK, I, I know. I know. I'm I'm trying my best not to be ableist here. But, like, if if he's performing in, in active sports like this, there's really nothing he could be doing where an injury like this couldn't happen. Yeah. Like, Again, I, I box with little to no contact and I fucked my tendons and my shoulders up so bad. Yeah. And like, I, and that's, it's literally me just punching a bag. Yeah. So that's the, the thing. It's like injuries are going to happen regardless, especially as you grow older. And the irony is him doing this is probably going to make him less, like likely to get a debilitating injury from something else. So what's what's your advice? My advice is hopefully she is kind of swept up in this at the moment. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to be like angry while it's still ongoing, you know? And I'm hoping it's like a reaction to it being a surprise and her being upset and concerned and also annoyed that she now has all this other shit kind of, because I'm sure her life's quite difficult right now if he's out of commission. All very understandable. Um, and I think it would do well for him to understand where she's coming from in those regards and maybe talk to her about each section. You know what I mean? Because it's it's all combining to to have one thing, but like they're very different emotions coming from very different places. I think for him, very importantly, he has to talk to a physio and see if playing again is recommended at all. Because if it's not, then problem solved. You know what I mean? And yeah. If you go and injure yourself without taking the proper care, then I think that she has kind of a right to be angry at. Like, don't be 
flippant about your position, make sure you do your physio and your exercises, get yourself back up to scratch. Cause like, I'm sure you don't want it to happen as well. That's a great point. I didn't even think about like talking to a physio and being like, Hey, what are the odds of this happening again? Cause if they're like, Hey, it's 90%. Yeah. Like there's, you're almost, if you go back to playing lacrosse, you are almost a hundred percent going to do it again. In which case she's got a point and you've got to listen to her. Yeah, exactly. Because like, as much as you love your sport, like, and not playing it will suck. Also, like not being able to play with your kids or, you know, get around would suck if it's avoidable. Um, so talk to him. Also, if he's like, oh, this happens, it's not a big deal. That'll probably soothe her quite a bit, you know? So that's kind of a win-win situation in terms of talking to her and, and figuring it out for yourself. Um, I do not think you're being selfish in wanting to play again. And I do think if it is recommended or at least, you know, fine that you do it, that you should keep doing it I, I do think if if there is no issue that it is a little unreasonable and maybe let her know that accidents can happen in all these things that you're not necessarily into golf and it's not a substitute and that you know there are benefits such as being active and fit and healthy and you know your friends so maybe just you know assure her that you will take all the uh precautions that you can but also like it's super shitty having the the ultimatum or like the punishment hanging over you that like, if you get injured, I'll be angry because it's kind of out of your control. So you can't really, I don't think you should ever leave it at a point where she's like, fine, go back. But if you're injured, I'm going to be pissed because that's yes. in the back of your head. And I think that'll probably make you get injured. You know, uh-huh. I don't know enough about lacrosse, but like maybe there's a position you can play that, you know, is a little less risky again. Like I don't know anything about it, <laughs> but I think everything you said, spot on you and like maybe even bring her into a physio appointment mm-hmm. and be like my wife is very worried about these things can we discuss the possibilities of re-injury can we discuss some physio things what can i do to sort of you know increase the chances of this not happening again maybe you mm-hmm. gotta wear a brace or yeah or you know t- tape up or something like a lot of those things can help like i have friends who fucking do rugby who have torn their acls and still play and it's like very much fully you know a contact sport and they've gotten back in there you know so it it can be done but again seek medical uh approval and like guidance firstly and foremostly and then from then on i don't think you should compromise necessarily like i'm sorry not compromise but i don't think you should give up on your passion um i think like dane said there might be options to compromise but you know try talk it out try get medical advice and bring your wife in on it and and move forward once she's cooled off a little bit from the current situation because that was, I wanted to add that extra little bit and be like, give it a week Mm -hmm. for once you're healed and be like, Hey, I would really like to go back. Here are the reasons why here's my supporting evidence. I know you were upset and I know you were concerned, but this will have a serious detriment to both my mental and physical health. If I don't go back, I will be, you know, so unhappy. Yeah. Like if I was dating someone and they were like, you can't go climbing. I would be like, what? Like, what, what do I do that Wednesday night where you're just kind of like puttering around the house, wishing you were somewhere else. Like that's not going to be a good environment no. for your relationship. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not going to be pleasant to be around like as best you try. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's just, so just, you guys got to talk it out, but I think we've given a, a decent roadmap there. Um, this comes from Reddit user throwaway sex QS one. Help me tell my husband. I like him rougher. Hey, um, Jerome, uh, she likes it rougher. Next question. <laughs> I'm 30-year-old female, and my husband is 30-year-old male. 
Been together seven years. Great relationship. Due to my history, I have trouble vocalizing what I want in general. She mentions this a few times, and I have no idea what she means. Okay. Sex has always been quite are great and enjoyable. This year, I have been working from home almost all the time. I've also been watching a lot of porn. I've always enjoyed my partners being rough with me, light choking, slapping my ass, pushing me down, etc. However, sex with my husband has never been that rut. I know that the answer is to talk to him, but honestly, I'm so bad at having these conversations. Through watching more and more porn this year, I've really gotten into rough, dominant sex. I feel like it's been too long for me to now just say, oh, by the way, I like being choked. I've tried being extra enthusiastic when he's a bit more dominant to show how much I like it. I know it's pathetic that I can't say what I want, but honestly, past relationships and other stuff mean I really struggle. Oh, man, because like, again, you just kind of got to talk to him. And the art, the funny part is she's like, oh, it's been too long. No, it's that's good. You've been together so long. You know each other. You're comfortable with each other. Like taking something to the next step is far easier than starting the walk entirely. Like, it would be worse if he was really rough with you and you didn't like it for seven years. And then you're like, yeah. oh, hey, by the way, I, I actually hate this. Yes, you know that mean? would be a way worse situation. As opposed to now, it's like after seven years of sex with the same person, presumably you're in a monogamous relationship, to then be like, you, even if you want to pose it as like, you want to try something new. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty common for people to introduce like, you know, spicing it up in the bedroom after a prolonged period of togetherness like mm -hmm. it, it's it's almost encouraged so i don't know why you really need to worry about him being like wait did you want uh, over this past seven years have you always wanted to be choked i don't like i don't think you have to worry about that yeah if you if you just bring it up and being like can we try this the the block here is her saying that she's bad at doing that she hasn't really given reasons why presumably you know she's tried it before in the past and it went poorly Mm -hmm. uh, is like all I can really gather. So like, what would I have I a few we suggestions? Need, we need some non-traditional ways to do it is what you're yes. saying. Okay. Well, how yeah. about this? You start to have sex and while he's having sex with you, you reach to your bedside table and you pull over the last eighth of your bagel that you left there earlier and you put it in your mouth and then you, and then you start to choke on it. And then when he gets concerned, you, you, you look at them and you're still choking, but you hold up a finger and you look quizzical and then you look happy and you motion for him to keep going. <laughs> and then when you finish, you go, hey, that felt really good. And when he starts being like, oh, man, I don't know if we can always have a bagel just lying there. He's like, I think we have a better way. And then you've broached it. He sees how good it is. You haven't really had to, to talk about it, right? You, now, you know, those are two different kinds of joking, right? I do, but this is, I don't, I tried really hard and I don't think there's a way you could fit a bagel around your neck in, in the, the sexy way. Incorrect. Novelty size bagel. Damn it. it over. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm retiring. I, I shouldn't, I should have thought about the novelty bagels. Um, now, for real though, I think maybe if... Like there, there are a few different mini workarounds. I'm going to throw some out. You can then throw out your ideas. Maybe text sure. him. You know what I mean? Like maybe get in like a dirty talk situation where like you're like, hey, can't wait till you get home from work. Or even if you're in the same room, just be like, fucking send him a text. Like I'm going to fuck you later or something, right? Like play a little game. Maybe it'll be easier to just text being like, I want you to choke me or something because it won't be the traditional way. It'll be in this kind of like sexy game. And maybe that'll be easier or like leave a note. You know what I mean? Or if it's not strictly choking, like let's say you want to be spanked, maybe buy a paddle or something and like yep. give it to him, right? And that's 
you're you're telling and you're asking and you're suggesting, but you're not opening your mouth and going, "Hi there, Bernard." Is this is obviously written by the the anal stepmom? Uh, <laughs> Hi there, Bernard. This is what we're gonna do. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe stepmom from earlier question hadn't actually had anal, but wanted to have anal and was practicing opening up about it on the daughter. Um, I really don't like the phrase wanted to anal opening up on the daughter phrase. <laughs> I feel like that phrasing is <laughs> troubling to me. Uh, Pornhub would disagree. I, so you, you hit what I was going to suggest where by yourself or put on your sexiest lingerie, maybe get in, you know, some sort of like submissive outfit. Um, I, I'm hesitant to say like a schoolgirl outfit because that like the age play might turn some people off. Um, but you know, get a get a, a really sexy outfit, get a whip or a paddle or a you know, a you know, cat of nine tails, at least something that you can fucking and the next time it starts getting hot and heavy, bend yourself over the bed, hand him the whip, and I think he will be able to put two and two together. Mm-hmm. And I like me personally, that would be really fucking exciting. A hundred percent. And also like if you, you don't even need to like, if you even get him anywhere near what you want, you can have a very simple conversation with him, which goes like this harder. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even if he's like near the door, you like, you can direct him quite well into something um, without having to have this dreaded conversation. Also, maybe, sit him down and ask him what he wants to do. Ask him if there's anything new he wants to do. And then maybe when you're done talking with him about that, he might be like, what about you? That might be easier. Or maybe he'll bring it up himself. Um, Oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is watch the porn that you're watching with him. Mm -hmm. Like maybe don't start with the extreme stuff. Like it might be a bit jarring to be like, Hey, here's this woman getting face fucked by like nine dudes and you know, just absolutely abused. Like that might be, a bit jarring but like if you have a favorite like spanking video or something that you think might be like a nice gateway to rough sex while you guys are lying in bed be like hey i want to show you something like i want to watch something with you and put it on your phone or your laptop or whatever and you know maybe jerk them off or something while you're watching Mm -hmm. or pause it at some point be like no do that to me yeah that's the thing if you guys are comfortable watching porn together 100 percent there's there's so many ways to do this but also you should really try to see it through and maybe it's uncomfortable or hard for you, but you should really try to get to the point where you can talk about this because dancing around the issue isn't optimal. You're eventually going to have to talk about something. Also the rougher stuff is definitely the kind of thing you're going to need communication for because yes, you to be sure you're doing what each person wants. Like there it's, it's dangerous to do without proper communication. Absolutely. I I think that's really where you need to aim. I think you really need to just sort of like, I said it before, put your big girl pants on and, you know, take a deep breath and have this conversation with him. And I think you will be surprised at how eager a good partner will be to please you. How about starting the conversation by mentioning safe words, by being like, hey, what would your safe word or like we should get safe words or what would your safe word be? And then if he's like, well, why would we need that? You could be like, well, what if we tried X or Y? Mm -hmm. And if he goes, yeah, that'd be great. Or like, he could be like, well, I don't know. And you'd be like, well, I wouldn't mind it. Something like that. You know, very easy. You don't have to just be like, hello, sit down. I would like you to spank and choke me. You know, like you can go 
through it a, a bunch of different ways. Treat this as a moment to be playful with your partner. Mm-hmm. We tend to, especially in a relationship as long as yours, we tend to sort of like lose the playfulness. It doesn't necessarily be a bad thing, but there there sometimes is that loss of, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of discovery. Mm-hmm. Because when you're with someone for seven years, you get a pretty good grasp on them. And the idea that like after seven years, you guys can still learn something or discover something or try something new with your partner, that should be something that you should be eager to embrace. And like I said, if this dude is as good as you think, like you're saying he is, you say you have a great relationship, this should be a really cool turning point and, you know, could be the spark for another seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So good luck. I really hope you, I really hope you're, you're able to sort of, you know, take the, take the leap and, and talk to him as opposed to using our sort of, you know, subverted sneaky espionage tactics. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we move on to some tindering? I think so. I'm just going to start from the left and move right. This is, so I guess this is our Tinder uh, profile review section where we basically point out some red flags. This is by Agent Valiant Heart, and this is M. You, mobile, no children, not married, all the way straight, live on your own, no roommates, bonus, you have a fur baby. <laughs> what does mobile mean? Uh, like, there is a car emoji next to it. Sorry, I should have said that. So. <laughs> okay, so they, they're looking for someone with a car. Yes. People, like, I get it if, like, you live out in the middle of fucking nowhere, but, like, why would you care if someone has a car in the city? I can only assume that, like, you suck and don't, like, well, firstly, this person definitely sucks. Like, the buy erasure, get the fuck out of here. But, like, I assume it's just, like, they don't have a place or they're very lazy and they want you to pick them up and, like, have sex in your car or something. I don't know. Either way, anytime I see it, it's a definite turnoff for me. Yeah, anytime anyone makes it, like, a, a demand of, like, where you should be, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. in your life. Have you lived in fucking Toronto? No roommates? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I know they're like single people can have their own space, but like it's fucking expensive mm-hmm. everywhere. So I don't know what your situation is. If you're living without a roommate, hey, good for you. But chances are, if you've just moved, like uh, th- there's a part of me where I'm terrified that if I ever have to move out, like mm-hmm. the fuck am I going to do? I yeah. can't afford like I live in a one bedroom apartment right now. And it's almost $2,000 a month. Yeah, it's fucked. I totally agree. Uh, this is, and the, the fucking irony is, I bet you anything, this person has none of these things. I bet yeah, you this 100%. person is probably unemployed, probably lives with three roommates. Uh, you know, there's also a star next to not married, but there's no footnote anywhere that explains that. So I don't know if they're like not married, wink. Like, what does that mean? Um, yeah. Either, like, you know, like the the... Not an actual like emoji star, just a little like yeah, like the asterisk. Yeah. Either way, fuck this person. Zero out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a zero as well. Uh, this is Wanning. Uh, I'm a boss ass business bitch who's smarter and funnier than you'll ever be. So check your ego before you check me out, because I will roast the hell out of you. Just looking for a nice virgin to marry. Angel face. I describe my body type as tall and delicious. Warning five nine. Areas of strength can pick up bowls with my mouth only. Is very good at swallowing large pills. Areas for improvement. Doesn't know how to chill. Well, isn't yeah, that I mean, right? That's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's. Don't have to tell us that. I get that people. I like. I'm trying to really relax on the like boss ass business bitch, because like I get it. It's you know it's an energy of, of empowerment that you're trying, but like like the people who are actually boss ass business bitches don't need to declare it. Yeah. I feel like that. Like that. It's it's the people like. 
it's the same sort of idea of like the people who have power don't need to declare they have power. Well, like imagine if you were on your Tinder profile, like being like, I'm a badass, cool, bad boy. Like that would be the number one indicator that you are the furthest thing from those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's like anytime anyone's like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Like the amount of times people will pull that card or like, do you know who that guy is? When I like cut people off at the bar, it's like, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Cause like, obviously I don't. Yeah. And if he was important enough for me to need to, I probably would have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also the whole aggressive, I'm smarter or funnier than you'll ever be. What? Like, cool. I guess again. Yeah. It's like, do you really want a partner that you like, you want to trump that hard? Yeah. But also you're going to be, you're an idiot and you're not funny. Unless you think you're the (laughs) smartest and funniest person. That's not a correct statement either. Um, it's just such an aggressive, weirdly insecure energy that, like, I do not like. Like, the only thing I enjoy in there is, like, the part where she's like, I'll roast the hell out of you. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm cool with that energy. Like, if you want to get into a, like, some of the, one of the best dates I ever went on, on Tinder or Bumble, I can't remember, mm-hmm. um, was me and this other woman just insulting the shit out of each other. Like, just going to town. And then by the end of it, like I was laughing so hard. Like it was actual, like real laughter on my phone. I was just like, okay, I, you know, like, let's get drinks. Like we have to at this point. Um, and it was a great day. It was, it was so much fun. Yeah. I don't know. I'm giving this also, this was getting a one cause it's not as bad as the other one, but it's pretty bad. It's going to get a three for me. Okay. Fair enough. This is Vivian. Hmm. Is it weird that I'm into that name? Please tell me you're a Scorpio. Well, I regret that already. Please tell me you're a Scorpio. That's it. it. That's it. I mean, it's a simple demand. She doesn't say you have to be. It's true. (laughs) Uh, I'm getting a three just because it's powerful. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three as well. Uh, This is Michelle. Cons, crazy horse chick. Pros, crazy horse chick. (laughs) I feel like that's a... It's like a profile that appeals to both of us. There's nothing... There's no pro for being a crazy horse chick as someone who's dated them. As someone who really wants to ride a horse. Yeah, that's a pro. Hopefully she has one. You can ride. No, no crazy horse chick has a horse. That's not true. Every crazy horse chick I know has a horse. Well, you come from a country of rich people. Um, (laughs) This gets a minus 10 for me because I hate crazy horse chicks. I think it's kind of funny. I'm giving it a seven. She's self-aware. This is Murinal. Uh, wandered too far from the Ravenclaw common room and into the restricted section in search of the Gimli to my Galadriel. Will you treat me like a princess and then execute me in the socialist uprising? I have bourgeois tastes, but wish to stay with the proletariat. Preference of cats over people. Lover of fine wine, art galleries, and avocados. Snack enthusiast. Sun, Capricorn. Moon, Cancer. Rising, Sagittarius. Polly, non-monog, unattached. I understand what she's going for with all the, like the references at the beginning, but like Gimli, like that. No, <laughs> I mean, I guess unless she's looking for like a really short bearded dude, like is that because like that's the vibe she's putting down. Maybe they just want a love as true as that one person who asked for hair from his mortal enemy. Yeah, like he just they didn't even have a romance. He just was like, give me some of your hair. And then he like kept it for like way longer than he should have i guess <laughs> uh yeah I, yeah i don't know it, like i'm gonna give it a th- three i was gonna give it a seven because like you know she's probably chill you know but... what like the the references are weird because i like what they're referencing 
but I think the way they're going about it is kind of weird. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. pick one, maybe, right? Like, I feel like when you start, like, just dropping them, it's it almost seems a little desperate. Like, look at me, I'm cool. I like these things. Like, uh, it's like, if you want to be funny, like, pick one, maybe, right? So Yeah, like, you could have, you could have, like, chosen your... You know, it could have been like the the Weasley to my Hermione. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. That's, that's like you could have thing. kept in the same vein of because I think it would have achieved the same end, but it wouldn't have seemed as tryhardy. Um, and then there's the fucking socialist bullshit in the middle. It's like okay, so it was like five ish preference of cats over people. Love cats. Love fine wine. Love art galleries and avocado. Snack enthusiast. Yes. And then she gets to her three star signs, and that's what killed almost all of this for me because. I think that's all I need to know about this person is that they're not only a star sign person. They have their, their sun, moon and rising star signs. Like, I'm sorry, but get the fuck out. <laughs> like you went from about a six down to a two. I think what we need to say, like right here, definitively, it's like, no, no one star cares. No one cares about astrology. No one in a, in a dating profile. Like you might, which is fine. That's, you know, whatever. But like, this isn't valuable information to no. people. I, I I say that, but I know there are, like there was literally the profile before us being like, please be a Scorpio. Well, so like, I, obviously, I would love matters. to see how often it, it's a flip side, and and all the ladies or all the the boys out there who like boys, anyone who has boys on their fucking dating profile, let us know how many boys have star sign bullshit in their profiles because we see it all the time in women's profiles. We very rarely yeah. see it in guys. Um, but either way, it's one of my least favorite things. Yeah. And you got one more. Okay. This is Anna. I don't care about what car you drive. I care about how you got it. I care about your financial education. Teach me something about investment, real estate, stocks, etc. The best opener, in my opinion, is a financial tip that's worth gold. A stock tip. A simple business idea to make money. Anything that shows me you are street smart. It will actually create a meaningful conversation. And it will make you stand out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what my opening line for this would be like hey what's your credit card number that would be and like if she's like why it's like well i want to make some money and if she's like no it's like cool i just touched something don't give your credit card out Ooh, i like that that would be that would be my plan for that one this is such bizarre energy it's like go to a bank love go go talk to an investment banker maybe i don't know join read a book on economics it's, it's not my i'm not gonna teach you it's not my responsibility. I hate the idea that you have to prove yourself to a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like that's the probably the number one thing I hate about modern dating and, and on dating apps where women, and I say women because it's really the only people I've you know dealt with on dating apps. I don't know if it happens with, with dudes, but I hate the idea that like you need to like prove your worth to someone mm-hmm. immediately as opposed to just being like, Hey, let's, I'd re- I'd like to chat with you first before, you know, I have to cement myself as a financial paragon. Yeah. Like, also, it's it's all on one side of the table, right? None of these people are like, oh, I'm X. It's what do you have X, Y, and Z? You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's it. Like when you're meeting someone, you're dating. It's it's both sides come together, and you both have pros and cons and whatever, and you see if you gel. It's not like here's my fucking demands. You don't need to know about me. I'm amazing. Uh, I'm giving this one a five just for how purely bizarrely interesting it is, but it sucks hard. Going to be a three for me. Okay. So thank you very much for listening. It is always a pleasure to sit in this closet and record a podcast for your ear holes.
we, we made an announcement last week about Sexmas, where we are going to on air write or at least, you know, uh, come up with a sex novel, um, an erotic novel. And I don't know if it's going to be Christmas themed. I don't know if we've decided that. I think it should be. I think it should be as well. It, it makes sense. So we are doing a little bit of a contest right now. You may have already seen it on social media. Um, we're, we're running on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All three of our social accounts you're able to submit and apply for. There is a bit of a prize mm-hmm. involved. Some A little extra something something to, to make the, uh, the make sexness a little bit more merry. Yeah. Um, so there's a few ways you can jump on any of our social media accounts to uh, check it out. I will put a link in the episode description for that. If you want to figure it out, uh, it's FCK Buddies Podcast on Facebook. It's at FCK underscore Buddies on Twitter. And it's Fuck Buddies Podcast on Instagram. Um, do you want to tell them the, the contest info? We need you to do is share, follow tag some friends in it, and also just give us a little suggestion for the novel. It could be a title. It could be characters. It could be items or settings. Uh, it could be pretty much anything you want. Uh, we will use as many of them as we f- see fit, but there is going to be one winner, and we will send them out a little sexmas present. And by little, I mean significant. Yeah. Do we want to say what it is? Uh, yeah, we're going to have a $100 gift card uh, to be determined what it is. I think probably just a Visa gift card, so you can use it wherever and whenever you want. Christmas is going to be tough for a lot of people financially. It was a shit year. And yeah. this is our way of saying thank you for being with us. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it last week when we were talking about the wrap up on Spotify, but like we we grew like 143% or something stupid like that in terms of like people who are listening and following. So wait, no, not a, like a thousand percent. Yeah. Like 999%. Yeah. It was like a, like 1200%. Uh, we're just saying in, different in percents now. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. We we had a significant increase in listeners, and I, and that's it's incredible. And we want to really say thank you for for choosing to spend time with us because we know you have a lot of time, and you could have spent it with anyone, and you you chose us. So we want to do what we can to make your holiday uh, incredible. And we want to remind you, Sexmas is is not Christmas. Oh God, no. So it doesn't matter. Oh, what sorry, you I did say I did say Christmas themed. I mean, we have a Sexmas themed uh, sex novel. Yes. A holiday themed sexmas novel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, whatever you celebrate, even if you don't celebrate, you can celebrate sexmas with us, and we will be doing that and making it easier for you by giving you a gift from our hearts and our wallets as a way to say thank you very much for being with us this year. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities, for the song Paper Stars. And if anybody uh, feels the need, if they could go on to. Uh... Pod chaser and uh, give us a little review or a little like. We would appreciate that. Hit me with some sex right <laughs> Here's some really quick inspiration. Never ask a gentleman, do you need a suck? That's how little streetwalkers express themselves. Say in a low voice and in his ear, would you like my mouth? If he is a gentleman whom you have not previously sucked, do not start in by skillfully licking up and down his prick and behind his balls. He would form a bad opinion as to your past. Take his behind? Prick- <laughs> Take his prick into your mouth modestly, lowering your eyes. Suck slowly. Spread your jaws apart so as not to bite, and clench your lips so as not to drool. When the gentleman is about to come, do not interrupt yourself to ask him how his mother is doing, even if you had forgotten to do so before. What? When he ejaculates, silently swallow it all to the very last drop, and then say something nice about the taste of the liquor you just drank. 
Is that enough of a problem that she had to say that? Like, how many women are just like, ah, shit, how's your mom doing? Hey, who knows? I'm not Spain. I'm Dane Miller, <laughs> and we've been your fuck buddies. <laughs> 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 <laughs>